Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Conspiracy and Paranormal Podcast. Today, I am joined by my wife, Bianca. Hi. And we today, we're going to be covering the missing 411. So, for anybody who isn't up to date on the missing 411, it's basically a series of uh, hundreds now of uh, mysterious disappearances. Um, the missing 411 case started with a, a guy named uh, David Pilates who wrote, I think it's up to seven books now, um, covering all of these strange disappearances and where they'd come from. And um, As far as the strange part of it goes is there's reports of, say, there was one, uh, one child that went missing and they sent out sniffer dogs and, and hundreds of people looking for this child didn't find any clothing or any, any trace of the child. And quite some time later, his body was found, uh, but it was found halfway up a mountain and the child didn't have shoes on. The shoes had been taken off. And obviously for that child, and I think the child was only about five or six years old, for him to travel that huge distance and not have you know any any real way of him getting up to that height on the mountain uh, makes it obviously quite strange and the fact that the shoes were taken off um, they, the shoes were found later on and they the shoes weren't damaged they would look like they'd just been taken off neatly and put uh, on, the, on the side of the track so that's the mysterious side of it um, there's a lot of other other cases where they're you know, they talk about people just going missing. Um, one minute they're there, the next minute they're gone. Um, there was a case back in 1976. Um, it was a little more than a mile away from the gorge where the body of a mystery man turned up. 25-year-old Jeff Estes uh, disappeared. Even after official search efforts, as well as efforts in the family and and friends, not a shred was ever found. The thing with these dis disappearances is, is the bodies often turn up in an area that was was searched and and you know searched quite thoroughly. Um, you know some of these uh, searches that have been done by you know, hundreds of people have been combing inch by inch, and then a month later the body turns up exactly where they uh, where they uh, they were looking for it in the first place. So there's that that sort of mystery side of the things is that's the unexplained part. Like how the, how can these bodies just turn up all of a sudden? Um, there's been strange things done to um, you know done to the bodies. Some of them have been sort of mutilated, and whether or not they've been mutilated by wild animals because they've been sitting out there, and that's you know, that's probably a fair a fair assumption. But in a lot of cases, they're not bite marks, they're not chew marks, they're just more like incisions, like they've been uh, you know some sort of surgery has been done um, yeah there's been some, some pretty strange ones um, another one of the strange ones was um, 1968 early August um, a man's body turns up in a crevasse loaded in Tenure Peak, located in Tenure Peak uh, this is a site not far from Sunrise High Sierra, Sierra Camp and the lake where Stacey Aris disappeared which is one of the uh, one of the early ones this man has never been identified, but an analysis of the body was never 
able to determine the cause of the death. Incredibly obvious signs such as blunt force trauma or multiple broken bones that might evidence a fall to his death in the gorge were not present. So, you know, a body turns up out of the blue. Uh, I mean, in that case, I don't know whether that that was, uh, you know, it could have been, he could have died from exposure, I don't know. But theoretically, if, if somebody's doing an autopsy on the body, that's probably one of the first things they're going to look for. If there's no evidence of a fall or uh, being attacked by a wild animal, that's probably the next... Um, you know, the next thing that they're going to look at, whether it's dying from exposure or hypothermia or something to that uh, extent. I've got lots to say, haven't I? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just listening to you. Oh, um, yeah. just listening to me babble on. Yeah. yeah. I kind of get a bit lost sometimes. Yeah. So. so we've watched... We've watched a few. Yeah, we've watched some videos on this. We've also watched... Um, David Pilate's Missing 411 documentary. Uh, I believe it's on Netflix. Uh, we've watched that. We've watched a, you know, a lot of, we've, we've done a fair bit of um, investigation of our own, just trying to find out whether there's actually logical explanations for these things or whether or not they are truly something paranormal or, you know, um, you know there's, there's been a lot of, well, I've read anyway, where people said that, you know, maybe it's a serial killer or someone like that, somebody... Uh, sort of along the lines of um, the Unabomber where they're living out in a shack somewhere in the bush uh, or in the forest and they're literally just waiting for people to, to cruise past and they're abducting people. But there's some that are found. That's what I mean. So like there, there was a toddler who went missing. Mm-hmm. His parents looked for five hours with a search party, yep. um, couldn't find him. For five hours and then all of a sudden there he was laying down in the field and, and it wasn't until the grandmother spoke to him a little while later and she he, he mentioned to her something about I can't remember what her name was but he's he said he didn't like his other nana and it was her name he used and she said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, she took me into the cave and, you know, there was all these people around, but then it turned out they weren't people. They were um, robots, people that, I suppose, like those um, Japanese robots that look almost like almost human. human. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then all of a sudden... Um, she was saying that he was he, he really wasn't from Earth he was an alien and um, yeah kind of you wouldn't think a, a little kid would have a story like that to tell so this possibly interdimensional hmm. so he's gone into maybe I don't know something along the lines of an alternate alternate reality He's gone into another dimension where uh, he mentioned about having the other grandma. He didn't like the other grandma. Yeah, and he's he was told his real parents weren't his real parents. Mm -hmm. That they put I'm assuming she put him in his mother's womb, Mm. and that's where he grew to be born normally. But that wasn't his actual parents. Yeah, but 
I, I just I can't imagine someone little making up a story like that. No, it seems pretty far fetched. Um, yeah, that's that's probably that's that's one of the more the, the stranger ones, especially for the fact that the child lived. Yeah. So they didn't just find a dead body. Yeah. Unfortunately, in most of these cases, the bodies are dead. They're, they're not, they don't live through it. So. Yeah. And some of them are found months later. Um, and they're not, as I said before, they're not in good condition. They've either been um, you know, exposed to the elements for a long period of time. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Stuff like that. It's, it, it's very hard for, uh, for then authorities to try and determine how they died. From what I've read, there's been a lot of um, a lot of information has been suppressed about it. So, throughout David Pilates' investigations, he's he's an ex-police officer, he's an ex-detective. So he's got, as far as his uh, his investigation skills go, he's he's sort of right on the money. Um, he's tried to get information from the from national parks, from the government regarding these these disappearances, only to find that they're not even recorded. Mm. You're talking about hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, I mean, the missing 411, the 411 people, that, that was quite some time ago. There's been a lot of people go missing since then. So why aren't they being re- you know, re- reported? Is there, is there some reason why they're not being reported? Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Um, from what I've seen in the documentary and the other things that we've watched, there's never really been a clear answer for that as to why those things. I mean, he, he's, um, you know, he's putting in Freedom of Information Act requests. He's, um, you know, doing all that sort of stuff to try and get a written response from people who should know what's going on, and he's just not getting it. Um, they're, they're basically saying to him, well, we don't know really what you're talking about. We don't know who these people are. You're, you're saying names and they're not necessarily people that we know, um, you know who they are or how they disappeared or whether they disappeared at all. Yet he's talking to the families of the people that disappeared. And they're and saying they've gone. They've, they've definitely gone. So it's, um, it's a little bit of a strange one. It's not, a, um, it's not something that you can just sort of say, well, oh, well, you know, people go missing all the time. The big thing with this is that they, they go missing in clusters, mm-hmm. and you know some of those some of those clusters there's twenty and thirty people that have gone missing in one area and yep. one quite you know when you think about the say the size of Yosemite National Park it's a huge area, but to have thirty people go missing say in twenty years, mm-hmm. but all in one area, and under mysterious circumstances, that's got to start ringing alarm bells. Like the old bloke that went missing, he was out shooting with a group of people um, and they were all in different parts but all off one road. Yep. And he went missing from the middle of yeah. them. There was, there was no way he would have walked out of it. He was too old to, I, I suppose, wander off. He was yeah. just... And that, that, they all had their stations, and and that was all part of a. Fa- it was one family. One wasn't family. Yeah, it was a, yeah, I remember. I remember watching that. Um, they, were, then, they were a hunting family. They yeah. Used to go out hunting together. And they yeah. did it all the time. And he was yeah. in his eighties. And his rifle was still sitting there. His too, rifle so was still sitting there, yeah. and they used to shoot off the rifle, 
Yeah. One of them would shoot it off and then they'd all know it was time to go. Yeah. yeah. And they did it and he just didn't come. They went there and his gun was there and he was gone, not a sign. And the gun hadn't been fired mm. and it was still, sort yep. of still cockering. You know. Another guy who's who went with a, two or three other mates and some, something happened lost his backpack something like that so and they had a little hut a little way off so yeah. he set off by himself did it all the time mm. it, it was yeah. the, these were these weren't people who were going out into the forest for the first and time and not knowing where no, they were they, going they, they were they were seasoned hunters they were people well, were going well, this out this guy's every body year. wasn't found either no. they they found his shoes yeah. in the complete opposite direction yeah. and to I think they found his wallet and they found some other personal effects, but not, no, no body. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure that we, they found his shirt. If I remember rightly, was it, it was jacket. a jacket? It, it might have been a jacket because I think it was cold when they went out. But I well, mean, it had been. It, it was. It snowed yeah. after he disappeared. Very strange that, um, you know, people who are in a in a cold climate like that would suddenly be taking their. Their, you know, stripping off their jackets or stripping mm. off their clothes. Well, apparently, reason. once you hit a certain stage in hypothermia, mm. you can start you, to feel hot. Yeah. yeah. So you you start undressing. So that's probably not an unusual thing for him to what take taking, his jacket off. What about off, taking your shoes off? But though? taking your shoes off. Yeah, that doesn't make. And any it sense. wasn't. It wasn't in a. It wasn't a walking path. It mm. wasn't somewhere where everyone frequented. Yeah. It yeah. was it was the bush. Yeah, it, it's out sort of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, it, it, there was a pretty he interesting one with that. was crossing rivers and stuff. With that family, because I remember them interviewing the family and the, the family sort of saying that there's just no way. That, he was he was elderly. I mean, he was in his, I believe he was in his 70s or maybe That was the early. first one. Yeah. The, maybe the other early. bloke, he was maybe 30s? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, so even like, with the old guy, he was... The way they explained it was, he was still a sprightly guy. He wasn't yeah. a guy who was, you know, getting around on a walking stick or yeah, whatever no. else. He was still out actively hunting. So it wasn't like he just sort of, you know, decided that he couldn't walk anymore and and sort of fell over dead because they would have found him. But they weren't walking either. They were, they were sitting at designated spots. Yeah. Like he was sitting on a rock. So let's let's talk about possible reasons for the disappearances. Well, there was a noise. They they all reported hearing a noise. I can't can't remember what they said the noise was like, but it was an unusual noise, something you wouldn't hear out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they decided to go, they didn't they didn't find anything to hunt. Yep. There was it was a complete waste of time, really, the trip. Almost like the um, the area had been cleared of animals for, for some reason. Yeah. I From from the the investigation that I've done, and, and my investigation is basically just reading stuff on the internet because um, we're in Australia and all this happens in America. So um, from what I have read, there, there's, a, there's a few different theories... Um, and there's sort of like a, a consensus of theories around obviously something is doing the abducting mm. and something is able to overpower a grown man 
yeah. or, a, or a little kid or a woman or whatever else, it's, it's something that, that can force someone to either come with them or... And, and it's not like someone who's completely defenceless. No, that that's, that's what I That other mean. bloke who was with his mates... And they're armed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and he set off. And that was another thing they found. They found his gun. Yeah. And they, there were people who lived down the bottom near the property, on a property, I should say, yeah. um, that could see the mountain where he would have been. Yep. And they said there's no way a seasoned hunter mm. would leave his gun. No, absolutely not. So... So, in, in saying that, you, you've got one of one of the theories is is that they're basically being picked up and taken away. Mm. So, my only issue with that is, and this is just sort of playing devil's advocate, is if if that was the case, going back to the story that you mentioned before, where you had a family who you know were in a, a fairly small area, they, they they may not have been able to have direct line of sight of each other, but they were still in a in an area that you could see. Like you knew where the other person yeah, was. Yeah. So let's just say that we're talking about a UFO or, or some some form of. Why didn't they see it? Exactly. I mean, surely if that was the case, you know, the the, the classic US UFO story always there's always lights on them of some description, or the whole the whole craft um, glows or whatever else. So if you go by that, then all of a sudden this is this thing's descended down. Going, yoink, taking someone, and off they go. Someone would have seen it, but in saying that, a lot of those reports around that time, people have reported seeing things in the sky. Well, they heard noises. That's. But a, a UFO, uh, my opinion anyway, doesn't always have lights and sirens. No. So that's just the classic, the classic yeah, description. But it's always a fleeting moment that you see the light. Sure. Well, not always. Yeah, most quite of, the a, quite time. A lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so, what is? What, why would it be so hard to believe that they didn't have any lights? The other one of the other um, possible explanations is. If you believe in Bigfoot, mm. so you know Bigfoot's always been for, for most people they would have seen um, you know the, the the older video of it walking away from the camera, mm. the old black and white video, stuff like that, where it, it very much looks like it doesn't want to have anything to do mm. with humans. So it's so, not going to draw everyone's attention. Exactly. To it. So so let's just say for one, for just just for a minute that yeah, a big. A Bigfoot is a thing, okay? So Bigfoot is a is a big eight foot, nine foot tall, hairy dude cruising around the, the, the forest. And if if that you know was able to snatch someone away in an instant and then for whatever reason they take their shoes off or whatever else, so let's let's not worry about that too much. But they say that they, this Bigfoot can snatch this person away. People would obviously immediately say, "Well, surely they would hear something. They, the, the person that was being taken would be screaming, or um, why didn't they shoot at, the, at this thing? Like if they're sitting there minding their own business and they hear this huge, heavy, humanoid thing walking or running at them, yeah. 
the natural response is going to be to lift that gun and shoot it. And see where it's coming from. Most people... Especially if they're hunting. Yeah. Like they're waiting, they're exactly. listening. And, and their ears are going to be pricked up for any sounds that they can hear of, of wild animals moving through the bush or whatever else. So so let's just say that, okay, it is a, it was a Bigfoot. There's a lot of sort of conjecture about Bigfoot. Is Bigfoot actually a, some sort of humanoid? As in it's it's a an evolutionary misfit somewhere along the way somewhere along the line or is it an intimate interdimensional being and that's why we don't see them all the time this is why we only see them sometimes because Maybe. most of the time they're not visible to us now whether or not we're visible to them all the time I don't know I, I, I'm only working off other people's assumptions but um, that could explain uh, at least in part how these people can get snatched away in an instant as if, like, you know, people go, one minute they were there, the next minute they were gone. Mm. Is that person being snatched and taken into another dimension? Are they, Maybe. Are they, are they you know, is that, is that how you explain how a small child that's, that's walking on a walking track with their parents and the parents turn away for two seconds and bang, the kid's gone? You know, and, and I've heard people say, oh, you know, but you, you turn your back on your child and they can disappear. They're walking on a walking trail through a forest. You know, kids don't just disappear in two seconds. Mm. It takes a couple of minutes for a child to disappear. And you would hear them. Exactly. You and, would and, hear them running and if off. You look, if you look around, and I'm not saying this would happen every time, but nine times out of ten, the parents are going to look around and go, where's little Johnny? Oh, there he is over there, yeah. and they're going to go and get him. The kid can't go far. We're talking about four and five-year-olds. Yeah. They can't go far. Their little legs don't take them that far mm. through heavy, heavy, um, heavy forested areas. So, for them to just get up and run off, and the parents not even notice yeah. it—that that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's bizarre. So, you know, the the the, the inter, interdimensional being—that's that, it's a you know it's a it's a it's a wild story, but. I, th- I think this this thing has a wild story behind it. I think it is very much a wild story. Well, this this one that happened with the hunter and his family, that was night. It was night time. Mm-hmm. So maybe he could have just disappeared. Maybe. Maybe. Sure. But it's a daytime one that I have yeah. trouble with. People just disappearing in broad daylight does, yeah. does not make any sense. No. no, not not when there's other people around. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so one of, one of the biggest conspiracy theories about it is that it's Bigfoot. Um, there, there's a lot of other um, folk tales and, and folklore about all sorts of things like wraiths and rake and all these other sort of cryptids that have you know come to light pretty much since the internet you know youtube's got about 400 million um, videos on on cryptids and stuff like that so you know there's obviously a lot of um you know a, a lot of different theories about that what it could be for me one of the more believable theories is is that um possibly a government experiment where these people are being experimented on for whatever reason, I don't know why Um, but 
it's not like this stuff hasn't happened before. It has happened before. People have gone and, and been put into government programs they didn't even realise what they were doing. Um, MKUltra is a perfect example of that, where they were being fed, these people were being fed LSD. Um, some people were being fed LSD through their water system in their houses. They didn't even realise that, that it was happening. Um, you know, when it comes to, unfortunately, when it comes to the US government, strange shit happens. They, they, they are well known for it. Um, you know, in, in recent years, a lot of that sort of stuff has become declassified now and people are now reading about it and saying, now I know what happened to my uncle who was, you know, all of a sudden one day just clicked and became a different person because a trigger word was used or something was used to trigger what they had done to this to this man. Whether or not that's something to do with it, whether whether the people are being experimented on. I think it'd be easier for them to take people from other places, really, rather than in the bush. But they have that. They have that 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 mysterious element to it. But so they're wouldn't, out you, wouldn't you notice? Wouldn't you notice if there's? But they would. I, I guess. In from, a crowded area, you wouldn't notice. No, but in this. In, in in this day and age, there's there's cameras everywhere. So if you were to, if you were snatching people off the street or you're snatching people from their homes, chances are you'll be caught on camera. There's going to be a, there's going to be camera footage of it. Whereas when they're out in the bush, you know you don't kind of see it. And it and it reminds me of um, we we've watched a few videos on. You know, strange photos that have been taken by trail cams where people have set up cameras that are motion detected, or that they're motion detecting, I should say, and they take pictures of these kids in the middle of the forest. Yeah. Um, I remember one specific photo where this was this little girl just wearing like a nightie and she's standing next to a deer, but the deer's not running away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wild animals don't usually hang around when there's a, a human near them. They they don't you know. That they whether, don't know. Yeah, it, it just it doesn't sort of make any sense. And look, I, I don't know whether that photo was faked or not. It was a very strange photo, and the look on the girl's face is is she's very bewildered. She, it's like she doesn't. Like, what, what's going on? There was another one we watched. Um, it was a man's home, but it was in like a bush setting. So he had um, cameras all around his house to see when bears and things like that were coming up. And there was a woman out there yep. in the middle of the night, yep. like two o'clock in the morning. Mm. And she's just roaming around aimlessly, not almost like she was confused. Yeah. Um, she could be one of these people yeah. missing and now lives off the land. Yeah. Well, if they Possibly. don't, if, if they don't find the body, like really anything could happen. Mm. Especially if it was a child. It's mm. so easy for a child Absolutely. to have a totally different. Oh, what, what would you like? Be given a different name from a young age. Yeah, and assume a different identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's pretty strange. Um, 
anyway, um, if you haven't already um, seen it, we have a Facebook page. Um, on that Facebook page, and it's just Oz Conspiracy and Paranormal Podcast. You can find us on Facebook there, and I'll put the, um, the link to it in the show notes. Um, if you've got any ideas on this subject, what you think might be, um, you know, what your theory is on where these people go or how they disappear or why they, they turn up in, you know, in places that have already been searched, would love to hear from you. Um, also, if you have any specific paranormal or conspiracy theories that you want us to cover, um, we'd be more than happy to do that. So you can find us on, on Facebook, leave a comment, um, shoot us a like if you enjoyed the, the, the podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you very much to Bianca for joining us. Thanks for having me. No worries. I, I might come again. Hopefully you will. All right. Thanks, All right. guys. See you see on the next ya. one. Bye.